On today's edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, we'll be discussing the Florida Panthers 4-3 win over the Vancouver Canucks, which did not come easy towards the end. We're also going to be chatting about what's been going wrong in the third period for this Florida Panthers team that they just can't put teams away. And we are going to be discussing the upcoming schedule where the Florida Panthers will be playing eight games in 13 nights, all on today's edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into this Monday, January 16th edition of the Locked On Florida Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. I'm Armando Velez, and you can follow me on Twitter at MondoMan12. Follow the show account on Twitter at LO underscore FLA Panthers. Don't forget to also subscribe to the other shows on the Locked On NHL Network, including Locked On NHL, Locked On Fantasy Hockey with Flip Livingstone and Stu Roden and Locked On NHL Prospects with Heidi Halakash. And don't forget to send in your screenshot of your subscription to Locked On Florida Panthers YouTube channel and your five-star rating to, for a chance to win two free tickets to the Florida Panthers versus Tampa Bay Lightning game on February 6th. And you could send that over to me via DM at LO underscore FLA Panthers or... You can email it to me at LockedOnFLAPanthers at gmail.com. So, Cats fans, the Florida Panthers defeat the Vancouver Canucks by a final score of 4-3 to three on Vamos Catos Night. Eh, tuvo un partido muy interesante, pero las Panteras de la Florida ganaron este partido. Translation, it was... A game that was very stressful for the Florida Panthers, but they found a way. Two points is two points. And honestly, the design by Carlos Solano, great, amazing. And the amount of work that he's done, not only promoting his art, but promoting hockey in Florida via his art and telling a story as well along with that is just so cool. Uh, I hope that if you did have a chance to even if you didn't buy the Vamos Gatos jersey uh, inside the boards outside of Section 122, that you got a chance to like see it up close and just see what the Panthers had on the ice. And a lot of players, even after the game, spoke about how uh, they want to see them uh, in an actual game uh, setting. So maybe it's something that we could see down the line for this Florida Panthers team. But let's talk about the game itself for, for the Cats. and. Just when when it comes to really the first two periods for this Panthers team, you felt that even when the Florida Panthers were down, which they were for multiple times th this year, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, um, actually no, um, that's that would be incorrect uh, because if because the Florida Panthers did not trail after the first period in this one. This game ended up being tied after the first period. So the Florida Panthers don't get their first win uh, via 
trailing after after one period. So they the the Vancouver Canucks did, however, score first. And usually when the opposition scores first, the Panthers have only won three games this season. This was one of them. And even then, the Panthers, you never felt that this game was out of reach. The first goal by Jason Stadnicka, uh, a little bit of a knuckleball, turnover in their own zone, which that's really how goals have been entered into Panthers net really this season. It's just the Panthers pinned in their own zone. The opposition is just forechecking the, the Panthers into turnovers and then Bob Bob or Spencer Knight this season have been left out to dry a lot this season as up and down as their performance has been. But for me, I never felt that this game was out of reach. I mean, you look at the total shot attempts even after period one, 26 to 13 in favor of, of the Panthers. I mean, and what can we say about the fourth line continuing to just all, all effort for, for this for for the for this line, even though Eric Stahl isn't a part of that line anymore, uh, and Colin White has been inserted there. Giovanni Smith, great zone entry, uh, getting past Oliver Ekman Larson, who Oliver Ekman Larson was a healthy scratch uh, on Thursday against the Tampa Bay Lightning for the first time since 2011, I believe. And cycling around the puck, uh, Giovanni Smith and Ryan Lombard getting to the damn net. Gus Forsling with a shot fake and then creating a shooting lane off of Giovanni Smith and then Ryan Lomberg's there to clean it up. And that's Ryan Lomberg's second goal against the Vancouver Canucks this season. I mean, he was part of that, those three goals in 59 seconds for the Cats back in December on their December 3rd matchup uh, back at Rogers Place. And that goal was created all on Giovanni Smith there based on entering the zone, making sure that he wasn't pinned towards the board, even getting it out and getting it behind um, behind, behind the net, chipping it back, and then cycling it around and then getting to the net when, when necessary for him. The Panthers did suffer a little bit of a scare when Alexander Barkov took a shot to the non-padding part of uh, his, his knee, v- very slow to get get off the ice. And I believe he only missed one shift after that and still came came back. Gus Forsling as well. He took a shot off the calf. So the, these uh, these cats are getting a, a little bit beat up uh, here. I mean, we're we're through forty four games of the season. At this point, you you're basically mostly beat up for the most part. It's really about how you last the rest of the way. And even with that second goal for the Vancouver Canucks, which just. Um, Wrong, wrong place, wrong time for the for for the cats. There, you see, uh, Aaron Ekblad and Sasha Barkov uh, skating or skating toward, towards their left, and then unfortunately, it, it screens uh, Sergey Bobrovsky, and Sergey Bobrovsky doesn't even see it as well. And even after that first goal, uh, Jack Stanika uh, was uh, was filling himself. He he was able to get past the defense uh, as well, which. Another odd man rush given up by uh, when Brandon Montour was on the ice as well, and and you know a little bit of a of bad stretches here for for Money Montour as of, as of late, but you know it, it doesn't take away with the the season that Mont- Montour has had. Uh, 
but the Panthers were still getting their fair share of rush chances, even though that it, we haven't really seen a lot of it this season, and that's really the opposite of everything that the Panthers were last se- last season. Their their second goal, where where Eric Stahl was was right in front of the net, they were they were aggressive on their board battles right before uh, Josh Mahura's point shot was deflected off Stahl and. Listen, it took a little bit for Eric Stahl to get going for for this Panthers team, and now he's climbing up the le- the leaderboards in in points for in in an in NHL history. So he he is getting he's getting up there, and it, it took a little bit for the guy who missed a lot of time uh, last 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 season. Well, didn't play in the NHL last season, but also the power play. We've seen back to back games where where the where the power play is looking kind of like last season. Where in the previous game against the Vegas Golden Knights, Sam Reinhart is right in front, of, right in, in the slot to, for 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 an opportunity to for for a goal, and Aaron Ekblad, a one timer chance, something that me and specifically Jacob were like raving about. Why why can't you just keep Aaron Ekblad down low on that left circle to fire his one timers because he's been le- lethal there at times on on the power play. And listen, the, the the Panthers are adjusting on the power play, second best power play in the NHL since the NHL returned from the Christmas break. It's just really the penalty kill for for this Panthers team, and which is ranked second to last. Guess guess what? Behind, just excuse me, just ahead of the Vancouver Canucks, and the second power play goal, which was a beautiful dish from backhand dish from Sam Reinhart to Alexander Barkov. Just Spencer Martin just had no chance. On that one, and eight eight of their last sixteen on the man advantage, and the Panthers lately have just been playing keep away with, with the puck, and I was not too I wasn't too uncomfortable with it happening with the two goalie, but with that, but when you're not generating the chances and getting in front of the net, which three out of the four goals for the Panthers were right in front of the net of, on Saturday night. The, the the Panthers were playing that keep away game and not generating their chances up front, and that's that's how you get a fifteen to five shot on goal advantage from the Vancouver Canucks in that third period. And Sergey Bobrovsky come, having to come out big, even though he gave up a, a soft goal on the first one, going thirty four of thirty seven on the night. And you know the on on, on and then. The penalty kill, you know, they went one for five. They still, they still give up their fair share of goal, goals. But I, I, I'm not upset with how the penalty kill looked on that night specifically. As of late, yeah. So when you, when you look at it through the grand scheme of things, the the penalty kill still looks really bad. But in that instance, the Panthers were still forcing the Canucks outside, and the Canucks were actually shooting themselves in the foot because they were just consistently misconnecting on passes and. And and the puck just going out of their own zone. I mean, we've talked a whole bunch about uh, in this podcast here and there about how disastrous of a franchise uh, Vancouver is, with so many people wanting out. Bo Horvat, the 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 power play goal eventually was changed to Bo Horvat from Elias Pettersson, Sec- third third leading goal scorer in the NHL, uh, and behind Robo and Connor McDavid, and but but still the the Panthers allowing the opposition to just get multiple multiple shots in a row 
without the Panthers responding is just a little bit of a concern. And the, the Vancouver Canucks were just quick on their zone exits and great, great block by Gus Forsling in on the, on the six, on the six on five, uh, where, where Peterson had an opportunity to tie the game and also untimely penalties. Uh, I know it was Eric Stahl that went to the box, but it was actually a, a penalty on Mark Stahl on that cross check towards the blue line. And Aaron Ekblad, just another silly penalty. Just two out of the last three games, Aaron Ekblad had an opportunity to cost the Panthers a, a chance to win or a, a chance to send it to overtime when you could have won this comfortably, but the Panthers did not make this a very comfortable win. In segment number two, we are going to discuss what's been going on with the Panthers. And we're going to go further on how their third periods have been going this season. And if it's something that we believe can be fixed th throughout the rest of this season. But first, we're going to tell you all about Athletic Greens. And our next partner is a product that I literally use every day. And I started taking AG1 because, as you know, being from South Florida, there's been... It's called Ventanita Culture, where you just get to pop up to a random Cuban restaurant and window, order your coffee there, and you get to leave just right then and there. Uh, something that I miss up here, uh, definitely in Orlando. And, you know, sometimes you need a little break from the coffee. So I decided to start taking my athletic green. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotic adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients helps you support your gut health, nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, aging, all the things. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition with just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills, supplements to look out for your health. Make it easy. Athletic Greens is going to give you one free year supply of immune supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash NHL network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Segment number two here on this Monday, January 16th edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. And Listen, you win. Yeah, the Cats have won four out of their last six. Yeah, the Florida Panthers have eked out these wins, especially against Colorado, which there was. Listen, they're the Stanley Cup champions. Yeah, they're they're They have a whole bunch of injuries, but still allowing them to. To crawl back in with the three three goal lead had your chance against Vegas. Where you only allow a two shot two shots on goal by them in a 20 minute stretch but then also saturday which the travel schedule for florida is brutal it, it, it just i know i know in one trip whenever western conference teams come to florida especially they want to cover tampa florida and then carolina there in the same trip or even uh tampa florida nashville in, in that as well but man, it's a it's not a favorable schedule for the Panthers right now, where you just have one and then you're going out already. But hey, um, the Panthers they uh, they still found a way uh, to to win this, and it's just what what what's 
what's being said in between periods? Because look at look at this stat from and this is from Hockey Reference. The first two periods for this Florida Panthers team, their goal differential is plus fourteen. You still with me? Their third period goal differential is minus 19. What is being said in that locker room in between the second and third period? And I actually had an appearance on today's episode of Locked on NHL with Gil Martin on the Monday edition. If you guys want to listen to that, make sure to listen to Monday's edition of Locked on NHL. And I asked, and I was asked this question. What is it? Is it a, is it a conditioning issue for the Panthers? It made me think a little bit. And maybe more the fact that morning skates are optional for the Panthers. I, I, I at first I thought of it as okay, these are hockey players, these 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 guys know how to play the game. They they do they do the things they need to do to be in shape for game time. But when they're if if a player is choosing the option not to be at morning skate, what are they doing prior to the game to get themselves ready as well? Because it seems like that the Panthers are putting a lot of energy into the first two periods. <coughs> Excuse me. And then they're running out of gas later in the game. And maybe that's why it's resulting in the keep away game for for the cats. And it can only work for so long. Comebacks just it's not only a Florida Panthers thing, it's an it's a league wide thing. The a two goal lead's not safe in this in this era of hockey. The game is more skilled than ever. It's faster than ever. And yeah, Palm Reese has been around for a long time. But this just is not a something that can last for the whole season if this is how you're going to approach when having leads going into period number three, which I call it the third period. It's now officially called the third period for me, in my opinion. And every time the third period comes around, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just emotionally ready, honestly, for something to happen. I mean, we could even go back to, we could even go back to their game against the Dallas Stars just last week, where they they were trailing, and it wasn't for a lack of effort. If you look at the box score, some might have thought that the Panthers might have quit, but actually watching the game. And looking at the chances that the Panthers were trying to generate and just to no avail, the Pan the Panthers in-game adjustments is just so off for, for this team. So it it's it they're pinned in their own zone. They're not creating speed through the neutral zone. And even when they are, they they uh at times, we just see them try to chip it up the boards, dump the puck, and 
and the opposition is quickly retrieving the puck and having a quick zone exit. So what are the Panthers going to do in order to adjust that? Because the plus 14 in the first two periods to the minus 19 is alarming. Comeback cats last year. We 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 saw it all flipped. It's a different style of play for for this team, as, as we know. And the thing is, they they this isn't a team that gives up a lot of rush chances neither. So their way of giving up goals, like I said in segment number one, is just consistently pinned in their own zone, turnovers, and the opposition just constantly creating on the forecheck. And it's and and we got to give not only credit to Sergey Bobrovsky for Saturday's performance, but what he's done since December 1st. Spencer has gone through his non-COVID illness earlier just a month ago and now going through this stint on IR, which tomorrow will be, will be over a week since he's been on injured reserve. So he could come back for the game against the Maple Leafs. Could, very well could. But Sergey Borowski, 920 save percentage since December 1st. That's back to elite goaltending. And even Aaron Eckblad after the game said that Bob's an elite goaltender. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if he's like elite as like whole season, but there's there's been stretches where he looks elite. And it's I said it even before game one of the season that Bob's performance, if it's bad, it's more of a detriment to this team than Spencer Knight because Spencer Knight has time to get himself together. But we can't complain about how Sergey Bobrovsky has been playing as of late. He's giving the Panthers a chance to win every night, and the Panthers are scoring too. It's just a lot of shot volume for, for the Panthers, and it's just going in different it's happening in different ways every single time, especially in the third period, which now Florida Panther fans, every time the third period comes around, be ready to buckle up and probably be on the edge of your seat when, when the Panthers enter that third period, because it's just, it, it seems as if consistently this team has, has exerted all their energy. In segment number three, we are going to be discussing not only today's matinee game between the Florida Panthers and the Buffalo Sabres, but we're also going to be discussing the Florida Panthers' eight games in the next 13 days. A brutal stretch for the Florida Panthers coming up. But first, we're going to tell you all about Bet Online. And BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get all the latest odds trends for every professional and amateur league out there from pro football, college bowl season, basketball, and the NHL. We've got it all at BetOnline.net. If you love sports podcasts, you can even find us at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your sports betting info. Head to the website today or use a mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Third and final segment here on this Monday, January 16th edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. I want to wish everybody a happy Martin Luther King Day. 
And if you happen to be working and work and getting your time and a half pay, more props to you. Uh, go go get your, go get your go get your money and pr- proud of you for hustling. If you happen to be if you happen to be hustling on, on a on a day like today, but also for people who happen to not be working, I hope you guys are enjoying your time off, and I hope you guys have some time to watch some Panthers hockey. I, that's what at least my plan to to do today, which which we're gonna try to bring in uh, Joe DiBiase of Locked On Sabers to discuss the Panthers versus Sabers game, and also maybe some football talk with the Miami Dolphins facing the Buffalo Bills on Sunday. Which that game was they they had it they they had it, and I was expecting a blowout in that in that game, and they still gave themselves a chance and. Uh, I'm not personally upset about the performance based on the circumstances uh, for for the cats, but let's uh, let's transit let's uh, pivot over before I go on a football uh, ramble because it's a hockey podcast. But let's uh, let's uh, discuss really the the latest stretch of games for the Panthers coming up. And Paul Murray spoke about how the last week, as brutal as it was, going through different time zones, Detroit, Dallas, Colorado, Vegas. As tough as that is for the Panthers and and going through different time zones, that he said that he feels like that's the quote-unquote easy part of the schedule. Even though there's no easy parts in the NHL schedule, I kind of understand what he means because of the, despite playing the four different games in time zones, in different time zones, you, you know, you, you're not, none of those were back-to-backs for the Panthers. So you have a little bit of time to like sleep, go on, go on an, on, on a, on a plane ride. And even before the Panthers went to Colorado, they stayed in Dallas the very next day. They could have, and that was a matinee game, a matinee game that you could have just flown to Colorado right away. And then the, and they give, they decided to give themselves a little bit of rest practice and then leave. So great recovery time for the Panthers uh, there for, for, for that stretch last week. But the this one this uh, this is just absolutely brutal. The the Panthers are just gonna grab some buffalo wings, play a hockey game, and then off taking a a, a train to Toronto to Scotiabank Arena on, on Tuesday night. Which the the Panthers when they face the Buffalo Sabers just on the second game of the season uh, for for the Cats, which. Hey, it, on that second game of the season was my 29th birthday, and the Panthers came out with a win on that. So, uh, not mad about that. So now you guys know when my birthday is. But uh, the the Buffalo Sabers, we were still seeing them at the time as just this team continuing to rebuild. Of, of course, we spoke about their goaltending uh, issues with an aging Craig Anderson, 40 year old uh, Craig Anderson, and Eric Comrie at the time. Even though Eric Ukapekalukinen has had a little bit of time now with the Buffalo Sabres, even though I believe he's been sent back town to AHL Rochester. Yes, he has uh, been sent down to AHL Rochester. But listen, this Sabres team is the highest scoring team in the NHL. Yeah, their record doesn't show um, as far as as that. But man, this team can score, but at the same time, they can't defend. (laughs) So... That that is a that is a you don't want to 
get into a track meet with this team. This is the this is the last one of the few teams you want to get into a, a track meet with. And this uh this Buffalo Sabres team kind of reminds me of like the Bob Bugner um Panthers teams uh, that they can score but they have a hard time defending. And what did the Panthers have during those Bob Bugner years? An aging goaltender. Even though we still love Roberto Luongo here in South Florida. So and can't say enough about Tage Thompson and the season that he's he's having uh, for the Buffalo Sabres, part of the Ryan O'Reilly deal. Of course, Ryan O'Reilly wins the Conn Smites with the St. Louis Blues. And looks like now the, the St. Louis Blues are going to be going away from the Ryan O'Reilly's and the Vladimir Tarasenko's. I mean, unfortunately, they weren't able to re-sign Alex Petrangelo after winning the Stanley Cup. But they're slowly transitioning and making Jordan Cairo and Logan Thomas as part of, of their their core. But with the with the Buffalo Sabres, I mean, th- this is a team on the rise. Rossman Stalin is also having a, a great season. T- and also the guy who wants to be there in Buffalo and Alex Tuck, who's from Syracuse, part of the Jack Eichel trade from Vegas to buffalo and and listen uh there's there's been so many questions on who would you rather have taste thompson or jack eichel and it's just the the different skill sets that they that that they bring and the and also their size which taste thompson let, let me look up his height he's this dude's huge he's like your he's the pure definition of your power forward he's six six <coughs> and he's doing and he's doing, and that's so valuable for a center, especially when it comes to when it comes to facing off and trying to get in position to dish the puck out uh, to the point as well, winning your board battle. So he 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 is the truth, and and the fact that his his cap hit uh, for his new contract doesn't kick in until next year, he's still making one point four million for Buffalo this year. And the the Pagula family, which is the same the same ownership group for the Sabres that owns the Bills, they are they they look to be smiling at 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 the deal that they were able to get for Tage Thompson when everyone questioned, oh, this is just one good season for the for the center for the former first round pick. But just this guy has just been performing well. And Rasmus Dahlin, if it wasn't for Eric Carlson and what he's doing in San Jose, I think that Rasmus Dahlin is 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 up there as far as possibly winning the Norris Trophy as well. And and he's just been leading leading the leading the charge on on the blue line for that for Buffalo. And listen, there's still an up and coming player in Owen Power as well and Jack Quinn. Too, even though Jack Quinn only has seven seven goals on the season and nineteen points uh, after a great year in Rochester, so there's there's still something to build on for for the Buffalo Sabers here. And listen, if you can eliminate the track meet game for the Buffalo Sabers, you can find a way to win. And the Panthers, they're in this they're in this territory now where 
they might have to go perfect on this trip to save their season. Four out of six points might do the job, but they've gotten they've fallen so far behind the eight ball that they might have to they might have to go perfect on this trip. And you know what? It's not gonna happen. I'm telling you now, it's not gonna happen for this Panthers team. The Montreal is very winnable, obviously. The hardest game, of course, on this trip is Toronto. But it's funny. The game you probably need the most in this trip is this Buffalo game because of where they are in the standings versus Toronto, a team that you're not going to catch, and and Montreal, who's kind of in the wild card race, but uh, I'm not expecting them to make a run for for a, a spot. But this this is this one right here against Buffalo, which is still probably a, another year away from contending. Once they get their goaltending situation uh, fixed, then then the Buffalo Sabers will probably in, be in better position to be a contender for for the for the Atlantic Division and the NHL. So. Excuse me. If there's one game, especially to get on this one, it's today. 1 p.m. Ballet Sports Florida. A very early one. So that means not only after the game, we get to enjoy the rest of our day. And it's not a late night recording uh, for, for yours truly. And we get to enjoy the rest of our day, whether it's watching the rest of the hockey games or just enjoying the time with your families if you decide to be on the beach for MLK Day or go to the park or whatever you may do. You, you get you, it, you, we don't get a lot of these often on a Monday, but it's, it, I'm, I, I'm, I'm excited to ha have a, an early one on a Monday and I hope that you guys are too. So, like I said, on tomorrow's show, we're gonna try to bring in uh, Joe DiBiase of Locked On Sabres to discuss this game and of of course, a little bit of football talk between uh, another South Florida team versus a Western New York team. So make sure to keep your eyes and ears out for that show. But in the meantime, if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast. Be notified every single time the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Make sure to subscribe to the other shows on the Locked On NHL Network, including Locked On NHL, Locked On Fantasy Hockey with Flip Livingstone, and Locked On NHL Prospects with Heidi Halakash. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. And for your second listen of the day, make sure to listen to today's episode of Locked On Sports Today. Locked On Sports Today gives you a 20-minute or less podcast on the entirety of the sports scene with exclusive interviews from your local experts. Subscribe to Locked On Today on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcast. Start Ramon DeVelez. Signing off. And you've been listening to the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. <laughs>